Welcome to 8 at 8, 8 minutes at 8 a.m., your daily source of disciplined thinking. Welcome to 8 at 8, your daily source of disciplined thinking. It is good to be on the feed here with you. Welcome if you're watching on Spotify. Or even if you're watching this a little later in the day, we have a lot of people that, hey, they can't connect at 8, uh, but they watch at uh, a different time. Debbie's at her son's in Washington. That's awesome that you are still uh, connecting up with us. And Carla's working from her home office. John Goldman's at work. Uh, good to see you on here, Lori Bulware. Good morning, Jim Kuhn. Good to see you here. Anna says, hey, I am in my car waiting to go into work all right so let, let's let's make it happen here today i want to talk about non-negotiables during tragedy and you've heard this scripture and we have all no doubt been affected in major ways by this and i'm going to take you to second chronicles 7 13 and 14 when solomon is finished building the temple god's house and it's so fascinating because God empowers Solomon to do this incredible work. And, and then he gives Solomon a, I don't know if I would call it a warning, but he gives him a specific instruction of what to do, not if something bad happens, but when something bad happens. And this is not really a scripture that uh, we, we can co-opt out of. I believe that this is a scripture that gives us an insight into God's heart and an insight into God's motives and his actions when we have just completed some amazing things and then all of a sudden something really bad or tragic happens. And you know the scripture. Maybe you know verse 14 better than 13, but 2 Chronicles, not Corinthians, 2 Chronicles 13 says, When I shut up the heavens so that there will be no rain, and I command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. So he says, when I do these things, so make no mistake about it, God is in control. Make no mistake about it, God is not surprised about COVID. God is not surprised about racial injustice. God is not surprised about things happening that are bad. God is not surprised. So what I'd love you to write right now, just so we can get our minds thinking in this way, what is the worst thing that has happened to you in these out, out of all of this? What is the worst thing that's happened? What has been the hardest thing for you during all of this, during the last 12 to 13 weeks that we've been in COVID, the racial injustice, um, the hard conversations, the disagreements, the mask or no mask, the um, the when do we open up uh, the facility, the, the hard decisions that need to be made, the loneliness, the isolation? What has been the hardest thing for you? I want you to, I want you to deal with that right now. I want you to go ahead and type it in the feed. Go ahead and type in the feed what has been the hardest thing for you. What's been the hardest thing? Not sometimes, ah, no big deal, but what's been the hardest thing? Peggy says not seeing, not seeing uh, her grandkids and the anxiety. Patty just says waiting, waiting. Anybody who has gone through any type of physical uh, pain or surgery or had to be in the hospital, that's just been incredibly hard. Rose said having friends pass away. Diane says husband not being able to find a job. Melissa waiting for surgery. 
Not seeing family, says Anna. Tara says, not seeing all my son's senior stuff. Karen, not being able to go to Ohio for grandson's birthday. You see, there are so many difficult things that we've been through, but what I want you to know is that this does not surprise God. But then he gives us some specific instruction of what we are to do. It says this in verse 14. It says, if my people... So the first thing that we need to do is acknowledge our identity in him. You are chosen. And then it says, who are called by my name. I think it's important when we're going through non, non, uh, hard things, this is the non-negotiable. If we're going through hard things, we have to remember that we're called by his name. We're not called by other purposes. We're not called by other motivations. We're not by, called by other uh, things that would demand our attention. We're called by his name. So we go to his word when we have the hard decisions to make. We, we go to uh, his, uh, we go to our kneeling center to pray when things aren't going easy. It says, if my people will humble themselves. So first we're called by his name and his name only, and then we have to humble ourselves. That means that we have to be willing to say we are wrong in certain circumstances. That means we have to look out for the needs of those who are the most disadvantaged. That means we have to consider that there are people who may be more disadvantaged than us. It says if, if we will humble ourselves, and it says, and pray, and seek my face. And then it, it, it says something here that, quite honestly, you know, I, I'm just not comfortable with. It says, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will heal their, then I will hear from heaven and will heal their sin and heal their land. It's an if-then proposition. See, all these things that we have seen over these past weeks have been difficult. They've been challenging. They've, they've hurt. The disagreements, they've hurt. But I want you to see this. We've got to be called by his name, by his name only. We must humble ourselves. And then it's simple. We need to go and pray in humility. We need to go and pray. Not be afraid. By the way, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. <laughs> we need to pray. And it's so simple. And it's, it's so... It's so uh, classic of God to do this, isn't it? Like, here, I'm going to give you something to do. And, and um, as I close today, uh, what, I, what I would love for you to do is I want you to remember a time when you had a deep interaction that was intimate with God, you know? Um, when was a time that you prayed and heard God's voice really clearly? Can you write that down? When did you pray and hear God's voice really clearly? When did you hear his voice really clearly? I want you to remember that. I want you to write that in the feed today. Because if you can, if you can connect with that, maybe, just maybe, we can spend more time in prayer over these next days and weeks, getting God's heart, seeing his face. Maybe we can, maybe we can connect with the heart of God more. And maybe that's what God wants 
maybe what we said at the beginning of this when this all started uh, 12, 13 weeks ago was that God wants us to be drawn close to Him. It's not about the what, it's about the why. It's not about the method of, of worship on a Sunday, but it's about the mission. Maybe if we can get God's heart and we can get His passion, just maybe, just maybe, He'll heal, because I believe that's what we need. I want you just to pray for healing. So Lord, we pray for healing for people right now. Physical healing, emotional healing, relationship wounds that need healing, injustice that needs healing. Lord, will you do your work? And will you cause us to be ones who carry out your, your restorative will in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. What did God say to you on the feed? Go ahead and write it in there. What did God say to you today during this 8 at 8? What did he say to you today at 8 at 8? Hey, if God spoke to you today, just hit the, just reach down, just hit that like button. Uh, what did God say to you today? What did he speak to you today? What was God's voice whispering in your ear? Cindy says, he gives me peace. I hear him when I need him most. Karen says, to pray and listen. <laughs> Tammy says, just to chill, just to chill. I want to encourage you guys to find some space over these next days. Let's increase our prayer muscle as a congregation, as a church, as the body of Christ. If we do this, he'll heal. I love you guys, and I'm giving Peggy the last word. Hey, it begins with us. It's time to pray. I am out.